Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Today, I'm going to be talking all about your first house in your natal chart. So I have the episode titled The First House, Your Season of Renewal. So within the year, like we celebrate New Year's in January, but if you ask any astrologer, they're going to tell you the new year is the spring equinox, the first day of spring. It's the first day of Aries season and Aries is the first zodiac sign. But Some people could say that your birthday is your, like, personal little new year. But depending on where your sun is placed in your chart, it might not feel like a brand new year type energy on your birthday. So I like to say that the house – not house, sorry. The sign that rules your first house, it'll say AC or ASC depending on the – website you're using to look up your natal chart, that zodiac sign represents your season of renewal, your personal new year. You might feel like a breath of fresh air, new beginnings are happening. And yeah, so I wanted to start off doing these, this like house series that I'm doing as I move through this, the sun seasons of like my houses. Um, so that I'm in the energy of the house as I'm talking, if that makes sense. So, but for some reason I started with 12th house. So if you go back a few episodes, it'll be like your 12th house. I forgot what I'd call it. Something to do with like endings or dreams or something like that. So the best way to look at transits and to see when like the sun is entering your first house is to do it with the whole sign house system. Now, when I read charts, I use the Placidus house system um, for like, I just, it it's what I was like taught, but I, I learned things about whole sign and I'm like, it makes sense to track transits on a whole sign chart, even if planets move into different houses from the normal Placidus chart that you're like maybe used to seeing. So I feel like part of me started with 12th house instead of first. just you should start with one. No, I started with 12 because my son is in the 12th house and in in whole sign. So I'm a Gemini sun with a Cancer rising. So if anyone experiences this where your son is the sign right before your rising sign, your birthday is not going to feel very season of renewal. It will feel very like, okay, reflective, things are ending. And then when your first house season starts, you're like, okay, let's go. Now, if you are the same sun sign as you're rising, your birthday will feel like a personal new year for sure. And you could even be like a seventh house sun. It's completely flipped and opposite. So anyway, anyway, I'm going to talk about first house themes. Um, But the first thing you need to identify in your chart is the AC 
And so I'm cancer rising. So since this is now, I had to start backwards and start with 12. Like I had to do that to myself. But the first house, we start now cancer season. And then as we go through after cancer seasons, Leo season, then Virgo, then Libra, then Scorpio, then Sag, Capricorn, then Aquarius, then Pisces, then Aries, then Taurus, then Gemini. Now, I just went through like just, I just listed the signs. As we go through these seasons now, you're going to see on the podcast, Leo season, I'm going to talk about second house. Virgo season, I'm going to talk about third house. Libra season, I'm going to talk about fourth house and so on. Now, that's how it works like in my chart. And if you're Cancer Rising, hello. I tend to call in a few Cancer Risings and like, um, because like it, we're we're on that we're on that. So if you're a Cancer Rising as well, like Leo is your second house, Virgo is your third, and you can kind of flow with me with the energy, and you can see if it really feels similar for you as well. And obviously, all the energy is expressed uniquely to you and how you're manifesting your natal chart. But it's general themes that might come up, right? Now, if you're a Capricorn Rising, if you're opposite to the Cancer Rising, I have your Capricorn Rising. Everything I'm talking about, it's like flipped for you. So you look at the opposite house. And then if you're another rising sign, you just have to like look and see. Um, But yeah, if you are an Aries rising though, like you could start like an Aries season at your first house, like you go with the seasons. Um, Yeah. So because as I'm talking about the first house right now, the things that I'm talking about, you might be like, oh, that feels a little bit Aries because Aries does rule the first house. So it gets confusing sometimes when I talk because I try to make things sound as clear as possible. But basically, Aries like is like it's Aries, Mars, first house, boom, right? But everyone's going to have a a different expression of that first house energy, right? Um, Yes, I took a class and someone described the first house. It's like your warrior energy. But like, what kind of warrior are you, right? So I got, so being cancerizing, I'm more like the nurturing warrior or like the mother warrior. And I'm like, okay, okay, right? So it's just your first house, we can say it's warrior energy, but you're going to be a different, there's 12 different warrior archetypes, you could say. So first house can feel like that season of renewal. It can feel like your personal new year you can feel like you have a lot more energy like pep in your step um so for me how it's coming through is I did in-person teaching which I haven't done in a while and I did it outside and I felt the need I guess to connect with more people and collaborate with other people and then right now I'm working on planning a day retreat with another fellow cancer rising because it feels like almost I have the energy to bring life into that as opposed to planning that a few months ago I would not have um I guess since the last full moon like sag full moon which was right before cancer season started um I started doing more movement and I've almost felt like there's now I don't know if this is a thing if like you're somebody who works out consistently or you have a daily movement practice like I don't have a lot of fire in my needle chart it's my lowest element but I've been doing movement more consistently and first house it's your body it's like some people say the ascendant sign like your first house is how people 
actually see you, like your first impression. And it can actually, depending on your rising sign, you can have like physical body traits that relate to that sign. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So um, I've, I've read for Cancer Rising, moon shaped faces like when you smile like the cheeks look you just it's like round like the full moon so there's a very young look so if you're cancerizing you're never gonna look old you're just gonna look very youthful um you, you will appear younger than the age that you actually are um and then it's like any water rising sign apparently is supposed to have like a more like feminine curvier I'm speaking from just from a woman perspective here. I'm not sure with male rising signs. I really only work with women <clears throat> with everything that I do. And it's like more curves, like that yin that – so like because I swear I saw <clears> – <throat> my voice – I swear I saw a video, and I think it was like a TikTok meme kind of thing. I don't really do TikTok. And um, it was a saying like having a booty being a water rising sign as like a, a perk to being a water rising sign. But if you're a water rising sign, like you're emotional and you cry and whatever. But then you have a booty. And I'm like, what? So I don't know if that's a thing. People would have to tell me if they are like – if the being cancerizing, it rules your um, chest, your breasts, and your stomach. So I have a very sensitive stomach. I have to really watch what I um, eat because um, my body doesn't like certain foods. And I just find I get like a lot of things bloat me from that sensitivity. But that's the part of um, the body like that, your your belly, your, your that's what cancer rules. <laughs> so that my attention just always kind of goes to that spot. But it's whatever, you start with areas of the head, pice at the feet, you work your way down and you can see. But um, yeah, someone also described cancer rising as the, I'm doing air quotes, the girl next door kind of look. I was like, oh, it's like you just look very nice. You smile, you're pleasant, but like that's not necessarily what you're you're thinking. And it's just the cancer rising energy of like, I'm just going to nod and I don't want any conflict. Okay, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to go back to the first theme of movement now. I don't know how I go off on on things. But I've never been one person to think, like, if I do movement, I'm going to be like, oh, my gosh, let's do more. Let's keep going. Yes, let's, like, let me feel, like, out of breath or let me, like, I want to just keep moving and keep, like, sweating. It's quite hot right now. Um, you know, summer, the humidity is crazy in Ontario. And, um, like, I've never been that kind of person. It's more like, okay, I did my 30-minute workout. Ugh, I'm done, and I don't want to do more. Like, I can check it off my list. Boom, done. For some reason, first toast season, I'm just like, I did a two-hour workout one day, and I don't even know how I had the energy to do that, but I did. And I was like, okay. Or I've been um, just working out for, like, or, like, wanting to or working out, like, six times in a week. And I'm just like, what? Now, it could be because I'm doing a different type of movement, like, in addition to my, like, three times a week strength training that I'm supposed to be doing. Because I read a fact that if you're a woman and you hit a certain age, like, you're with bone density and, like, muscle loss, and it just freaked me out. And I said, okay, I have to start lifting the, the dumbbells. Anyway, but I was just sort of doing that. And, like, I go on walks occasionally, but, like, I wasn't really tapping into that fire, right? That like, let's think first house fire, like tapping into the 
the fire inside of you. And I started dancing again. So I've been doing, um, it's called Kinergy. And I found it through Deborah Silverman because she interviewed Julianne. I don't know how to say her last name. It's like Julianne, the, the actress, dancer, singer from like the shows and her her brother and everything. They like would dance. She created this and she because Deborah Silverman interviewed her. And she's like, yeah, I'm doing this thing with the elements because Deborah does the elements. That's how I learned astrology. And she's like, yeah, I incorporate the elements into the dance. And I was like, oh, my God, what? This just sounds so different and unique. So I, like, looked at it, like, maybe last year. And I did, like, maybe one of the dances, whatever. This year I'm doing, like, I'm doing, like, four of the videos in, like, to make up an hour workout. And I love it. And I can't explain how much I love it. She incorporates like energy healing practices. You can tell what she's doing. She works from your root chakra and brings you up. Like I can see that. as, And it's just so, it's so cool. I love it. And I love the dance component because I grew up dancing. And like dance is my form of movement that you could say really taps into my fire. Because like I know I have to do like, you know, bicep curls and and, you know, what's something else? What else do I do? Like tricep kickbacks or, or um, oh, my God, I'm forgetting names of things. I do squats, but with the, the weight in my hand. What are those called? I do the, like, dumbbell, like the, the – is it called, like, a deadlift and then, like, a pullback row? And, I you know, I do – but that's not fun and flowy, and it, like, never has been for me. But I do it because – it's nice to be able to have strength in your upper body as a woman and just be able to like lift something up and not feel like you're going to hurt yourself. Um, so I do those because I know it's good for like building muscle and it just, it pulls on your, the muscle pulls on your bone, I believe. And as a woman that it like that, like strengthens it because you hit a certain age and your bone density, it like stays there. And yeah, anyway, I just, I learned stuff and I was like, oh my God, I need to be moving so but like honestly lifting the dumbbells is very boring it's a very masculine it's a very young energy right like sometimes I like maxed out to 10 pound weight so I just recently like today went out and bought 15 pound weights I honestly should have done it months ago but like I don't know the first house I'm like let's do it and I've like I honestly kind of like throw around the 10 pound dumbbell like it's not heavy like it's I've my muscle, it was heavy, like the beginning of the year, it's not anymore. And, uh, but I kind of like throw it around. So sometimes when I'm doing stuff, I add in like a rhythm. So instead of it being like slow, I go like one, two, one, because that's the dancer me trying to like make it a little more flowy. But like, I don't know if that's like proper, you could hurt yourself, you're not in form or like it, it, you have a weight in your hand. So all this, you know, so I can't find a way to make um, the strength stuff, like, fun. Like, I can't. To me, it's just boring, but you have to do it for your health. Like, you know, um, this the saying health as well is, like, one of my favorites because it's really true. So I do 20 minutes of strength three times a week. It's not a lot because it's boring. <laughs> um, but I do that. And again, it's such like a structure with that like um, that yang energy. It's like, okay, we have chest and triceps. Then two days later, we have 
back and biceps and then the third day we i do lower body and shoulders and it's this very structured thing because you have to do like rest in between and because like if i were to open my like if i do chest on monday and i open my arms like there's a it hurts a little bit right but from monday to saturday i do this dance this kinergy stuff and it is freaking amazing and I love it and it's like I want to do it I wake up in the morning I'm like okay I'm gonna do my like energy dance stuff and but like I don't wake up in the morning thinking oh my god I can't wait to like lift the weight for strength this like no so first house season of renewal I would say move more like in your first house season move your body ignite your fire but make sure that you're doing it in a way that like you like that actually feels like you're fueling your own fire so I don't really have a lot of fire in my chart but if you are a fire sign listening to this apparently fire signs and I've I've like I've I I don't know I call in fire sign friends sometimes I don't know why and if they sit down and they're not really doing anything they get really quiet and they're just like super calm but if you're out doing stuff with them the excitement, the energy, the adventure, the socializing, it like gives, they give themselves more energy while they're on the move. Now, me being a water rising sign or having more like air and earth in my chart, if I'm doing a lot of like physical activity, it can make me tired. But I don't know what it's like to be somebody on a day-to-day basis to like do stuff and it like give me energy until I started dancing again. And I was like, wow, I honestly could do this all day. And the more I dance, the more I feel like I can keep going as opposed to like the more I do strength training, I just feel like, okay, it's depleting my energy. Like, okay, I have none left. It's 20 minutes. I'm, I'm done. So hopefully that makes sense. But you have to, the first is you have to find something that like fuels, fuels yourself, you know? Anyway, so that's the first thing I'd say with first house is like that movement of your body. Then I would also say anything around like identity, um, self-expression, independence, what do you want will come up as well. But then I always say like, look at the opposite. So like you have first house themes, but it's going to the full moon in your first house is going to, or the, the, when the sun is in your first house, the full moon will be in your seventh. So the theme of relationships and people and your one-to-one connections will also come up. And I like to think of it as, how do I say this? Like as you change or transform or as you bring on a new identity or as you just like grow and do different things, the people in your life may change, like your one-to-one connections may change because you've changed okay hopefully that makes sense it's almost like um because I'm experiencing like Pluto has been in my seventh house for like a long time it's in Capricorn and it's like conjunct my descendant and I'm like oh my god Pluto's removing people from my life (laughs) like it's just just like killing them off Pluto comes in like boom right it feels very intense but I was like no don't look at it like from that perspective. It's your natal chart. This is happening. Don't look at other people. Pluto is directly opposing my ascendant line. So that's me. 
So I'm transforming. And as you transform and change and like change your vibrational level, and I never say the vibrational level is like up and down, like someone's at zero, someone's at 100, like no, you're just vibrating in a different area. You just maybe move to the left a little bit more, but then someone's staying right where they are. Well, like obviously that's not going to work if you're vibrating on the left and they've stayed like center here and they're not changing. So, um, so the, the full moon when it's in your, um, seventh house, because it's a first house season, it will just like, it'll illuminate that who are the people in my life, but it won't necessarily say, what do I have to do to like, be a better partner, it'll more say the the first house theme will be like, what do you need in the partnership to remain in your identity and your authentic self-expression? Like, how can you feel, because I'm a Cancer rising, I'm going to say the word safe. How can you feel safe to authentically express yourself in this one-to-one partnership? And this could be your friend, uh, a business relationship, a romantic partner, anybody who you go out and like just it's just you two have a one-to-one connection it's not somebody you see in groups that's the only way I can really ever describe that it's somebody it's just you and them having conversation no one else is involved right because not everybody you have that like one-to-one connection with so but the first house will be like what do you want in a partnership are you like are your needs being met or like it'll focus more on that but then when I do the seventh house episode that's more where it's like okay like how are your how are your one-to-one partnerships like are you being a good partner like are you step you know that come up but when it's your first house season it is about you and what you want and having those clear defined boundaries of what you are seeking in those one-to-one partnerships so that will come up as well um mm-hmm they're almost like because this the line of first and seventh, I feel like it's just like all about boundaries. So almost thinking like you you might want to stand up for yourself in a way. So like thinking, has somebody um like do you feel like someone's taking advantage of you or taking advantage of your kindness or you've gotten yourself potentially, let's say, in a situation where maybe you're always doing what they want, or you've maybe done a little bit of that self-sacrifice where you're like, okay, whatever, I'll just do it this one time, but then it becomes like a habit, like you let them pick, or um, it's always at this time when you'd rather be at that time, like things like that, and it just becomes habitual because humans are like habitual creatures, and um, if that, and then you, like, you look and you're like, oh my God, what kind of pattern am I in right now? Or like what habit has, or what thing is happening right now that's consistent? And you're like, I don't want that. So the first house will come in and you might actually have the energy, first of all, because the 12th house season, you may not have the energy. The first house, you're going to have the energy, but then you're also going to have that fire ignited in you to actually use your voice to stand up for yourself and be like, hey, this is what I want right now. We keep doing this. I don't like it. We need, let's change this, right? Because even though humans, we are creatures of habit, there's nothing wrong with like changing something or pivoting something, right? Said the Gemini. But like, you know, some people are more resistant to change, but if something isn't working, I'm sorry, you gotta, you gotta change it up. Like go with the flow of how it needs to grow and evolve. Um, 
yeah, like if you found yourself in a situation and you're just like, I don't like doing this every week or whatever, don't like speak up for what you would rather do instead and see if how that person reacts to that. But just know that at any point in time, it could be like a flip situation where that person might say that to you in that one-to-one connection and partnership. And then that's obviously like, you know, with all friendships or romantic partnerships or just closeness you with people, there's going to be back and forth ebb and flow about what everyone's needs are. So yeah, I don't know why I got into I'm I'm that person where when it comes to the work that I do, I'm like business, career, you know, that's what you come to me for, like sole purpose business career. That's what I help you do in the mentorship program and, and readings. I'm not like the come to me for synastry, but I got Pluto in my seventh. So I just do a lot of my own self-study on like uh seventh house themes when it comes to like relation like relationships connecting with people and everything like that but um that's not the like I've had people ask me if I would do synastry and in the moment you're just like oh sure because I like know how to do it but then I'm like yeah no I'm not I don't think I'm the relationship astrologer there's people I can recommend if you're if you're in the first house season right now listening to this and you want to do like a because first house season will bring up relationship stuff, even though it's about you. It's because it's that opposite. Every sign has its opposite. Every house has a little bit of its opposite in it. So I will – you can DM me. I can send you recommendations for, like, relationship astrologers because even though it's – you know, I'm in my first house season currently. You know, it's, like, you know, my season, loving it, you know, moving my body, moving my fire. I'm, like, leading more things. That's another thing, like, leading projects, initiating things very Aries, very first house. The theme of people though and relationship is very big as well. So for sure, like almost looking at like, is this what I want to continue with? Because if it's your new, if it's your personal new year and you can like sit back and evaluate your current relationships and you look around and you're like, do I want to bring all these people with me into my like, into my new year, right? Because it's your personal new year do I, do I really want to bring them on this now year long journey through 12 Zodiac signs? Like, will they make it through? Like, should this, is this what I want to continue to, to like build on? Or is it time to, that those are just some things that might come up and some questions that I've like personally had. Um, and this is why, in relationships industry astrology, like don't look at sun sign compatibility. Please do not. That's more like for your friends and like your besties, you know, but or like if you're at work with people, like you may get along with people who have like similar, like, you know, compatible sextile trining sons. But in in like romantic partner, synastry stuff, you got to look at your rising sign because like currently as I'm in my first house season, the particular person that I'm thinking of when talking about this is in a cancer rules their sixth house of like work and service um so as you can tell that's it's very different from like identity and relationship but when I move into Leo season which is my second house which that'll be the next um like one of the next episodes on here all about the second house 
I'll record that when I'm in the Leo season energy, but for this person that I'm thinking of as I'm recording this, that'll be their seventh house of like partnership. So you have to like know the other person's like house system like setup and know what season they're in. I believe working with the sun seasons with your natal chart is very, very, very helpful. And that's why I'm doing these episodes. It's helped me a lot knowing where like there are certain months where things feel more important than others. And you can think like, why? Well, humans are cyclical beings. And if you look at the natal chart as a, a, you know, a thing that shows 12 different cycles, 12 different seasons of life we're going to go through. Yeah, certain months are going to have a focus on things when other months don't. But depending on your rising sign, it'll determine when those things come into importance. So like get ready for like the Instagram and the podcast and like YouTube might come back for me too. Leo season, it's my second house. It's all about work. It's all about like, it's it's just like, okay, I'm showing up. I'm showing what up and what I do and how I serve and like, let's go. That's what Leo season is really focused for me. And then I'm going to experience this person that I'm thinking of. They actually might be more focused on the, you know, the, the relationship one-to-one connections in their life, even though that's kind of where my focus has gone. It, it just... So you have to know the person's rising sign and their their houses. Like look at whole sign when you do that and that will really help you understand. Like even my um, best friend, for example, she's a Gemini rising. So she's just always one season ahead of me. <laughs> so right now, yeah. Yeah, so right now it's her like work season and then um, Leo season is like her third house. It's my, I don't know. It's, it's it just, it's kind of cool to know like the season. Like she even said to me when it was her first house season, Gemini season, she's like, I started going to the gym again. And I try not to bring up the astrology all the time with people, but I was like, that's great. And I'm like, duh, it's your first house season. You got to move your body more. You got to move your fire. So it's also like me doing all this astrology for my own life. I like experiment on myself with it. <laughs> And it's been a really, it's 333 as I say that. And it's like, it's really interesting to see how it um, plays out. And I think it's pretty accurate for me, but you got to like, you got to like see how your chart manifests through the 12 houses and everything. So that's the end of this episode. Thank you for listening and always connect with me on Instagram. If you have any questions about anything that I say, have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast if you enjoy today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the don't tell me what to do vibration, there are three different ways. You can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new, for exclusive episodes. Or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.